Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the very first in a series of podcasts done by Dave and Debbie, and it's called Dave and Debbie. I'm Dave. I'm Debbie. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do a little dance for you in a minute. Actually, we <laughs> we decided we were going to do this when we, we got ourselves a couple of cups of coffee and a digital recorder here. Debbie, in case you don't know, is also a writer. She's written several published novels. She writes romance stories. She's a very romantic person, right? I like sex. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I wish I'd known. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so uh, I'm going to try and keep her on the straight and narrow. We don't want this to be too X-rated. Well, maybe we do. She promised to be good anyway. Maybe we should start by saying, uh, how did we first get together? Because we've only been married for, uh, what, six or seven years? I'm supposed to know, right? <laughs> Seven years, do I guess? Am uh, I in the doghouse now, forever? No, wait, I have to stop and think. 2011. Seven years? Yeah, in May. seven years. Yeah, seven years. This May, it was seven years. Oh, soon. my goodness. We should go out to Tim's for coffee or something yeah. to celebrate. <laughs> you think we can afford going to Tim's for coffee? Not unless this makes it big. <laughs> oh, okay, so everybody hear that? You could send Dave and Debbie for coffee at Tim's. All you have to do is become a listener. On a Not everybody basis. knows what Tim's is. Oh, Tim Horton's Coffee, for all you folks that aren't living in Canada or the U.S. But I hear they've got them in England now. You're, Debbie has a couple of girlfriends in England that she writes to on a regular basis. Do you want to mention them? Say no. hello to them? No? <laughs> okay. Well, we just won't bother with that. Let's move along then. Um, no, this has got to be really good before I mention it to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll try and make it really good. We want to talk to everybody. We don't want to just talk to seniors, because just because we're seniors doesn't mean that we've always been seniors. We were young once, too, right? Yeah. Do you remember those days? Yeah. I almost do. Actually, I still feel young in my head. Well, that's good. Good for you. I, I, grew I up couldn't the... write what I do if I didn't. <laughs> well, I, I grew up in the 60s, so I barely remember uh, growing up. I love the 60s. The 60s were a very special time, I, I think. loved them. I absolutely loved the 60s. Woodstock and Joni Mitchell and Joan Baez and all those people. Dylan. James Taylor. Who the else? Beatles. The Beatles, of course. When did of the course. Beatles come along? 63. 63. They came over here in 64. What was their first uh, TV appearance? Oh, Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. Three weeks in a row. Third, and, the, third, the, the third night... That they were on Ed Sullivan. He said good night, and my dad phoned and said my sister was born. Phoned, phoned and said your sister was born. Born. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Didn't I tell you that? Yep. She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least she waited till the show was over. <laughs> so, I was a Beatleholic, a Beatlemaniac. Well, you you actually went to see the Beatles. Didn't I you? did. That's amazing. Not, not a lot of people can say that, even though they played to hundreds of thousands of people. Not only did I go to see them, I went with my cousin, my girlfriend, and my grandmother took us. Your grandmother. How did she react to the Beatles? That must have been something. It was amazing. She was cool, but it was amazing, absolutely amazing. She, um, It was in Toronto, and she was laughing so hard because... We were all screaming. We were 13 and 14. We were screaming. And she was laughing so hard that 
some of the girls around us were going, look at even the old ladies crying. And she was crying from laughter. <laughs> <laughs> but that didn't register with everybody. <laughs> with everybody else. They certainly made an impact on the music scene. It, it was never the same after they came along. Yeah, and they they reinvented themselves. Those guys, they more first, than once. First, they came on. They were the uh, the clean cut guys in the Nehru suits with the mop top hairdos, and then they got into um, to a little more uh, psychedelic. I think they really reached their peak with Sergeant Pepper, don't you? Yeah, I still like their old stuff, but yeah, then that I was my era. Yeah, and I guess that was one of their big secrets was they were able to change with the times and they always appealed, no matter what your taste in music was. Yep. I remember skipping school. There was five of us, six of us, I forget. We all skipped school. And I don't know if you can still do it, but back then you can sit from one movie right into the next movie. They don't clear everybody out we like they do at a ball that. game. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. And and we used to sit, and so we skipped school and figured we better make this a good one. So we went to see Hell for a Hard Day's Night. I forget. Obviously and, one of the two of them. And uh, when it was over, we just sat for the second one and figured we skipped school now. We might as well watch both movies before we go home. Oh, that was neat. I remember when um, when we used to go to a single feature and we'd get there late, we could sit there and watch it until we got to the spot that we missed. Or yep. that, that yep. saw the beginning that we'd missed by getting there late. And then we, did I say that right? I knew what you meant. I don't know if anybody listening <laughs> knew what you meant, but yeah, it was it was very cool. Same thing when Zorro came out with Antonio Banderas. My girlfriend and I went and he was so cute up close on that screen that we just sat and watched it a second time. That was your uh, your paramour before Shamar Moore? Or before um, Jamie Dornan? Yep, 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 yep. I have to tell you folks that I, my wife has Jamie Dornan with no shirt on on her computer screen for wallpaper. Can you believe that? People like me, I have pictures of my grandkid. And me? And, and my wife. My wife has a picture of Jamie Dornan with no shirt. Honey, if you look like Jamie Dornan, <laughs> you'd be on my screen with wallpaper too. If I were, if I looked like Jamie Dornan, we wouldn't have to worry about people sending us money to go to Tim Hortons for coffee. Pretty much, pretty much. Of course, Jamie has an added ability. He not not only good looks, he can act. <laughs> or he'd just stand there. Speaking of that, <laughs> does he have to have his shirt off? Yes. I'm not picky. They don't <laughs> all have to have their shirts off. As long as they know where to park their cowboy boots, right? Yeah. <laughs> so talking about that, his uh, what rocketed him into prominence was Fifty Shades of Grey, which is kind of up your street as far as writing goes. You you uh, you write what? Uh, well, not it's not even called erotica anymore. It's just called romance. Uh, Yep. Spicy romance, or um, or just yep. plain romance, and some of your some of your books have uh, mystery and adventure as well. Yep, they do. When my first book of the trilogy came out, it went under erotica, and Dave's my editor and promoter. We should put that in there. Okay, I'm her editor and promoter. There you go. And and a general bookend around the house. That's right. And 
when my first book came out, it went under erotica. Legend and the Photographer. And my daughter is the one, my daughter and my one friend in the States said, put it under romance. And I said, you got to be kidding. And they said, nope, we read a lot of books and yours is right up there with what we read and it's a, it's romance. So uh -huh. the times have changed since Harlequin, right? I guess. Since I, Harlequin first came out. But, see, when I read those kind of books, I just assumed they were under erotica because I read them. Mm -hmm. But, oh well. I I was noticing a lot of uh, younger people are are reading books that uh, that are more well. Let's let's call it in the Fifty Shades of Grey type class, where it's a little more open to different ideas about sex and about uh, yep that uh, crossfire and so on and BDSM and stuff like that. What what prompted you to start writing? <laughs> Was a it dare. A, it was like a bet, wasn't there? Yeah, a dare, dare yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was reading one of my books. Not mine, like one of the ones that I read. And I didn't like it. And a friend of mine had read it. And I said, you know, there's very few that I don't like, but I didn't like it. I could do better. And she laughed at me and said, okay, go for it. And you did. And, and I did. Mind you, <clears throat> first try, really, I thought was great. I thought I did a lovely job until we reread it and thought, this, this is bad. This is very bad. And then you edited it, edited it, and then... Even for you to say. And then we edited it again together. I think that that first book was the longest because um, it was it was new, and it was examined under a microscope because we <laughs> by the time we got through with it, and then we sent it to the publisher, and the publisher edited it, edited it, edited it, yeah, yeah. So uh, different people write different ways. Like I, I read that Isaac Asimov sits down and types in chapter one and just goes from there. I, you said to me one time that your characters tell you what to write. Is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think about my books. I do not think about them. I don't. Don't do plot outlines and all that sort of thing. Or if I'm sitting, <clears throat> um, or if I'm in bed or whatever, and think, oh, that would be great. I gotta, I gotta put that in my. I don't do that. You don't uh, keep a notepad by the bedside. I keep a notepad, but mainly for words, because I'm old. And I'm not going to remember those words down the road. So I'll write words or little sentences to to prompt me on this. I could use this. But no, I don't plot it out. I just type. And once I get, depends on the book. Once I get the first chapter, sometimes I'll need two chapters, but pretty much just one. And I've got my characters down pat, and they're in my head. Like, um, the one that I'm writing now with you, I'm having a hard time keeping the characters in my head. So it takes longer to write. Mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> we should mention that we're doing a project together. We've never done that before. We've actually written a book together. We, Debbie usually writes it. By the way, Debbie writes under the name DT Man. And uh, you can find her all over the internet because she's on Amazon worldwide. And uh, for the folks who have Kobo e-readers, she's uh, on the Kobo uh, library site. And also, it's out in paperback. All her books are out in paperback on the uh, Amazon Kindle site. So uh, they're available. And of course, we invite you to join us for coffee. And no donuts because we're both on diets. But, all uh, the time. All the time. <laughs> I believe they call it the diet yo-yo effect. Um, but but we do like our coffee and uh, we like our company. So join us. Uh, I don't think there's really a subject we haven't touched or can't touch. Or right. So anything at all. And if you have any ideas for future shows, we'd love to hear them. We're going to do some interviews and talk to some people we like and people who we like what they do. But mainly it'll be Dave and Debbie. That's because it's our show with us. That's right. And, and we got a lot to talk about. We, we <laughs> certainly do. We've only scratched the surface and we've been married seven years already. So, Yeah, but we were together seven before that. <laughs> so check out my books. Check out my website. Dave did the website. Don't forget. Dave did the covers. Don't forget. I really appreciate all those plugs. That's wonderful. Okay, so bye for now and we'll see you next time. Bye.